Welcome back everyone. Here we are, Michelle and Mandy, <laughs> with the third episode conversation of Everybody Knows Everything. Not because anyone really knows anything at all, but because there's that space we can enter together right. where we can learn and expand. So it feels different getting together at this evening time. Our first two recordings were in the middle of a day or at the beginning of a day. And this is sort of at the end of a day. And Michelle and I were talking about how this coming Monday yes. is a holiday. Right. Um, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Right. Um, and thinking about this podcast and this um, opportunity to connect with each other and share resources and with a broader community, potentially. Um, Michelle was uh, sharing about how she has these resources and I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking um, over the weekend with a dear friend who's in the parenting trenches, <laughs> as it were, with me. Boot camp. Boot camp, spiritual <laughs> boot camp. We're in it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> holding each it. other up. I love it. I love it. And she um, she expressed just that um, that question, that struggle. She has a, a baby, um, nine mm. or ten months old, mm. a four year old, mm. and an eight year old. Mm. Um, and she was talking about how she, you know, she's struggling to be in these sort of three different places at yeah. once a lot of the time. And what she said really resonated with me and something that we've certainly touched on in significant ways in our first two conversations, which is how do I address deep, big issues with each of my children right where they are in these different developmental stages? Um, certainly with the eight-year-old coming into a very different level of consciousness than he's yeah. ever been before, really. And goes to school? He does. Public yes. school? I believe so. Okay. Yes. Because that's a huge piece for an eight-year-old is where they go to school and what they hear about during the day. Yes. So, yes, it is really different. Yes. And I believe her four-year-old is in, not, not daycare, but a preschool mm -hmm. okay. program. Mm -hmm. um, so, not in public school yet, mm -hmm. but in sort of a formational environment, um, mm -hmm. some kind of educational environment. Okay. So she was asking about how do I, what the particular subject she brought up was mm -hmm. talking about racism and, ah. and slavery is ah. specifically what she wow. was, just that history. Ah. She's already sort of getting inklings of it around. Interesting, yeah. really. And she was saying, how am I going to do this? <laughs> and she's a white mother. She's okay. a mother she's to a white three mother. white sons. Okay. Yeah, because that really does matter. Yes. Yeah, because I, as a white woman, white grandmother, am not in the business of telling black families how to talk to their children about those particular deep issues. Um, I think I would be willing to have a private conversation with somebody and listen, um, but I, I'm glad that it came up because you and I have always wanted to be very clear 
that although, of course, we would welcome any listener, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, but we are not here to school black folks about how to, to dismantle racism in their families and communities. <laughs> yes. That is not what this is about. Yes. So I'm really glad that that kind of came up a little bit. Sure. So your friend, though, she was um, speaking to you specifically around the question of people being enslaved in this country. Is that right? Talking about, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. It was a very, it, we weren't going deep no, into the sure, subject. Right. But she was sort of saying that was the most recent ah. grappling place, the place she was sort of slipping. Like, I'm not sure how how much, how do I share how much right. do I share? In what right. way do I share? Those uh -huh. questions I know yeah. we all do struggle with, but there are footholds <laughs> yeah. that exist yeah. to properly and helpfully and um, address those and invite children to consider that mm -hmm. history yeah. in appropriate ways. And I was thinking, yeah. especially in light of the holiday mm -hmm. um, coming up, the history of racism in this country mm -hmm. is a relevant yes connection. absolutely maybe we could off yeah that is really interesting it you know this is the third time in the last year or so that I've had a, a white uh, parent uh, discuss their child of school age first or second grade um, discussing the issue of slavery or as I prefer to call it, you know, the people who were enslaved. Mm, yes. Um, so that's one, that's one big piece right there is that, and it's by that's no means awful. a crit critique of anybody who uses the word slavery because um, that is the common term associated with that economic practice. Um, but I think it's really good before we start thinking about what we're going to say to kids. Um, <sighs> is to start with what we know um, and what is our understanding of what those practices were and are. Yes. Um, and how they still hold, uh, have such a hold on the psyche of the country. Um, so it's, it's really fitting, I think, that we are having this conversation Sure. Certainly it was the conversation, as I read and understand Dr. King through his speeches and listening to his spoken word, minus the text of the speech and with the text, you know, I've done it both ways and read. Um, I actually prefer his lesser known pieces, to be honest, and I would recommend those to folks. Um, but I have thought a lot about, you know, when his holiday comes up, I always ask myself, what is it that he would think we could be doing? Mm, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's a really yes. helpful question for me. Yes. Well, and I appreciate your mm -hmm. invitation for parents and educators to mm -hmm. first consider what they know. Because mm -hmm. to be honest, mm -hmm. I so the piece that King wrote that mm -hmm. had the greatest impact on me personally was reading uh -huh. Beyond Vietnam. Yes. 
And I, I didn't read it until college. Ah, I don't believe. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. <Yeah. laughs> and so there, and you know, that was sort of in college, although I had uh, some introduction in high school in a more dedicated way. It was my first sort of introduction to like the prison industrial complex, uh, to sort yeah. of the, um, you know, triple threats that King outlines yes. in there yes. of militarism. And, yes. and um, I wondered, mm. was that the right time for me mm. to have read that? Should mm. I have read it? Should I, you know, mm. really have read it sooner? Um, and Obviously, my oldest child is four. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be reading Beyond Vietnam any moment soon. But I do wonder, like, as he grows, yeah. you know, how do I? Like, anyway, I have so many questions. Yeah, I yeah. wonder. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So there's a couple of things that I'm hearing that are being, that I'm hearing you say um, that I think are worth other parents listening in. Um, may have those same kinds of thoughts. Um, and I'm hoping that we've done two things already. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that um, we have encouraged folks to take a step back before they think about what they should tell their children or when they should tell it to their children and first say, what do I really understand about this? What is my understanding of it? And is it truthful um, information that I've been given so far. Am I sure of that? Um, and secondly, is it inclusive? Uh, you know, there because you could have a really honest retelling of the story of people being captured and enslaved, but it might leave a lot of stuff out. <laughs> you know, it's one yeah. thing to know that people were captured and enslaved. It's another thing to know that they also resisted. Yes. And mm. that it it was not a, it was, an, and that it was an economic relationship. It was because of yes. the economics that it was, it's really problematic. You mm. know, when, when we live in a system that um, attracts greed and exploits the fact that human beings can dehumanize one another, um, then that's the system we got. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, wow. you know, yeah. that's a pretty big concept to really wrap yourself around when you think of yourself as a social justice warrior. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, because you like to think that, well, I wouldn't have done that, right? We like to think sure. that we would have been abolitionists. Um, maybe, hmm. maybe, you know? And, and I think those questions, before we start talking to our kids about it, yeah. are worth our answering so that when we do talk to our kids, we can talk about our own journey through, the, through that set of events in history wow yes. you know um especially as kids get older it's important that they hear us say i struggle with this too mm. it's okay to say i don't get this i'm not at peace with this yet i'm still reading about it i'm still trying to understand it 
because when I went to school, I was told a very inadequate story, mm. a dishonest story. Um, it was it's it's the classic um, story of um, you know the hunter telling the tale of the fallen tiger, mm. and that's an important thing for our children to understand. Absolutely, you know that as adults. We're modeling for them that we are struggling to understand it in ourselves. And how does it show up in us? Yes. Because it does. <sighs> so I like that, that she's asking that question. Um, I'm very curious to know, and I'm, I'm guessing you don't know the answer to this, but um, I'm hoping I would invite her to communicate with us after yeah. this podcast and say, you know, tell me a little bit more about what caused you to approach that particular topic. Mm. Did your child come home from school and discuss it? Mm. You know, um, because at eight, uh, I would be curious to know from where that word came. Yes. So it's just a question, um, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely one that's come to me before. You know, um, what's really interesting about it that's connected is that when I used to teach uh, uh, this work in, in elementary schools, the younger children, when they talked about Dr. King, just to give you an idea of how little they have been allowed to pursue who he really was, um, they always said that what he wanted was to free the slaves. <laughs> That's so interesting. Isn't it? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm. So that's where the conversation with me would start. <sighs> wow. You know, well, mm. yes, there's no doubt that he would have wanted that to happen. <laughs> However. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So, so and that's not a criticism at all. Well, it's a little bit of a criticism of the of the lack of um, exposure that kids have to who Dr. King really was. Sure. Um, but that's through no fault of those children. Oh, sure. You know, but it's interesting that. that you would ask about that. Oh, sure. And that that's what kids we oh used. That was gosh. my number one response I used to get. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. So, okay, so in do you want to go through some things about Dr. King then? I think that would, would that be, be you think that so would be wonderful since it's coming up. And I feel it's interesting and I I don't know if this is what we address in this particular podcast, but as you mentioned with mm -hmm. you and I mm -hmm. being white women, mm -hmm. just thinking about that examination of privilege. That's why mm -hmm. I was so grateful you outlined mm -hmm. sort of that invitation to consider our mm -hmm. relationship to mm -hmm. our the investigation of racism, slavery, Dr. King's legacy, any of those matters, and many more mm -hmm. <laughs> connected to race because that examination of our own privilege yes. is there's not really a great, well, let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I here and mm -hmm. I have also at times mm -hmm. struggled to find a great roadmap mm -hmm. to explore that. Anyway, thinking to about to explore Dr. King 
or to explore your own privilege or both uh, well there you go I guess thinking or of did both, I totally miss the mark no there. not at all I mean I think I think I'm what you're saying yes both both and mm -hmm. just that mm -hmm. that relationship as an inheritor mm -hmm. of um well who knows what for many right. white people. The DNA of racism. The DNA of racism. Yeah. And that relationship to past. Did I get that right? Yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, no. But I thank thought you. that might be what you meant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes. That's exactly what I'm trying to capture is that mm -hmm. sense of there's, and that sense of that's the past. Mm -hmm. And then here I am now. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of education and mm -hmm. that personal right. journey. So anyway, I think, uh, I feel, and again. I think you just hit it. There you go. So it's a matter of education and a personal journey. Mm. You just, there you go. You got it. <laughs> you got it. And I, and I think um, that's why embarking on this journey of looking at maybe some specific topics. Yes. Like the enslavement of people from the continent of Africa. The... Um, Dr. King. And, you know, we're looking forward to the season, the March Towards Black History Month, mm. which is always a mixed bag mm. um, because black history is American history. And yet if we don't have Black History Month, what do we have? And what about Carter Woodson and the first, you know, we, you know, uh, the miseducation of, you know, the Negro and, you know, all of that. Um, what do we really know about that? You know, I think it's the same question, mm. always, yes. is that the before we start thinking about what we would do and say with our kids, we really need to stop and say, what do I know about this? Yes. What do I really know about this? Mm. I'm out there talking about Black History Month. I'm wanting to promote Black History Month in my community. Do I know the history of Black History Month? Right, sure. <laughs> Do I understand? Have I read Carter Woodson's work? Do I even know who Carter Woodson is? You know, sure. these are things that um, I think we also can say are an answer to what do I tell my kids. Mm. I tell my kids I'm learning. Here, look, see this yeah. book? I'm reading it. Because <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Everybody knows everything. I know nothing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there we are again. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think um, that is probably, for me, the, f the best answer to the question of what do I tell my kids mm. is I first show my kids, you know, mm. I turn on Dr. King's speeches on my device. And I'm listening to Dr. King because one of the things that I love for young children, one of the first things about Dr. King I love for them to know is his voice. Mm. His voice, is I call it his outdoor voice. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And I just love that so much. Absolutely. I love that so much. Mm. So, um, so what I really feel is that um, you, you know, you can start by, as an adult, exploring and having those things. And then 
and, and sharing them. So we have that, right? Yes. Educating yourself. What do I know about Dr. King? Like you said, you read his, his Beyond Vietnam piece. Um, maybe every year the family picks something together and the parents study it, right? The kids are too young. But the parents say, this year we're going to read this speech by Dr. King and listen to it. Mm. And, you know, the kids are running around, you know, doing their thing and making a mess of things, <laughs> as we like to say. Although, you know, beautiful mess. But um, the booming voice is in the background. Mm. You know, so by the time I'm eight or nine and I'm at school and they're talking about this guy, Dr. King, at school, that vo when I hear that voice, oh, I know that voice. That voice is heard in my home. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, much like I know that image. I've seen that picture. I grew up with that picture in my home. Mm. You know, so that, um, again, these are all sensory experiences, whether you're an infant, mm. you're four, you're eight, doesn't matter. All of those things are just, and they're easy things to do. You don't have to spend money. Yeah. You don't have to go out and look for those things. They're on the internet. If you have, most people have internet now. Sure. Yes. So, or go to the library and print out a bunch of images. Sure. Right. Um, so somebody that I really respect and admire is a woman in Chicago. Her name is BJ. She has had a childcare um, business in New York and Chicago since, oh my gosh, forever. Mm. Pete Seeger used to do fundraisers for her and uh, Rosa Parks came to her center and oh wrote her a letter. She, it's a long story, a long history. Maybe we can get BJ to come on sometime. Oh, I've already wow. asked her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she's an amazing person. And she has, we can post this on our page so you can see the images. Yeah. She, every year, one of the she does this really simple thing in her childcare facility on the mantle, the fireplace mantle. She has a little Martin Luther King figure, figurine. Mm -hmm. You know how you can buy these little like superhero figurines sure. where there's a figurine of Dr. King. Oh, and then she has all these people from the block set in her. <laughs> <laughs> and she has them holding signs and she makes this display on her mantle. Oh, wow. And it's just there. And that's how she chooses to create an image for the kids of Dr. King. Oh, right? How incredible. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. But an invitation to talk about him. Yeah. If he's, if he's on the mantle and he's speaking to a group and you show the kids pictures of all the speeches he gave and the crowds that came, you know, if there's just pictures of those things and they can hear his voice. Oh. For me, it, it's, I think his voice is a very powerful piece for young kids. They don't have to understand what he's saying. It's the tone and the beauty of his cadence and his, you know, he just, um, he just knew what to say to us. Right? At the right time. And I like kids to hear people in our history speaking the truth. We, our kids hear a lot of blah, blah, blah on the radio, on the TV, 
Yeah. They hear a lot of people, blah, 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 blah. Right? Lots of voices. I would love for them to hear somebody speaking truth to power. Mm. And there's not enough opportunities for them to hear that as young children. We don't say to a four-year-old, listen to him speak truth to power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to. And if you do that every year in your home or in your classroom, then every year the kids know it's coming, right? Mm. Just like any other holiday. Yes. And now we've made some meaning of it for them. I know that voice. I know that picture. And by the age of first and second grade, there's no reason kids can't even identify what speeches he gave that are the more well-known ones. Not the speeches content. Sure. But, you know, they can know there was a speech that we commonly refer to as the I have a dream speech. Sure. Right? Which is, I like to say that's the, you know, the check has not been cashed speech. But, but, you know, because I worry about the dream. I worry about Mm, the dream (laughs) a little bit. But, so that's the part two. That's the part two is that the content. So what was Dr. King in our community? Right. For a young child before the age of five or six, he's a you can call him a helper. That's what kids remember. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Yes, absolutely. Um, community helpers. We need to bring social justice activists mm-hmm. and people who kids can hear speak truth to power. We need to pull them into that space of being identified as a community helper. Wonderful. Their picture should be on the wall also. Their voice should be heard also. And then additionally, you know, introduce some very simple content around it. Sure. Okay. So by the time you're five or six, you can understand that what he wanted was, remember we talked about things being fair. Yes. Right? So I would prefer that a lot of kids also, older kids will say that he wanted us all to get along. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. But part of me thinks not so much if it meant sacrificing justice. Yes. You know, so I would prefer kids not think that he wanted us all to get along, but rather that he wanted us to make sure things were fair for everybody and just. Mm. And what does that look like when you're five or six? You know, do you have enough food? Do you have a home? Do your parents, if you live with both parents, they both have jobs and so on. Right. Those things we can look at ourselves. But as kids get older, when they get up till like fourth grade, they can listen to a speech, at least in part. Mm, They can actually go do something. There's plenty of stuff going on. I would prefer they stay away from service. I know Mm. Dr. King talked a lot about service and so did Muhammad Ali. But um, I worry that service turns into um, serving in the soup line at the, you know. Yes. A sure. homeless shelter and I would rather that they would see services like what you do all the time to make sure things are fair yes so absolutely you can feel a shift there right oh totally it's a really different yes. way to look at him for kids totally and shifting and like I mean as literal as removing the barrier at the soup line I mean removing that sort of 
that happened, right. that was, or he was, and that right. there's that distance from yes, yeah, his whole right. <laughs> being right. and right. mission. Yeah. So then you get into does the family then make a commitment to do something real mm. on a regular basis? And if that is a commitment, make it real so that it can actually happen. Yes. Right? So if you could only mm. do something once a month, like collect diapers for La Casita. Yeah. Whatever. There's lots sure. of opportunities in our community. To make sure things are fair. And yes. we talk about yes. such an accessible yes. example. Do all babies have diapers to take care of themselves? Bingo. You know? Do all parents have that? Well, right. we can get that. We have extras. Right. Look, right here. Exactly. So simple. Yeah. So if the idea would be if we really want to honor Dr. King, we would talk about that all the time yes and we would we would maybe honor it in special ways on his holiday we would maybe listen to a speech in the home again mm. the same things maybe yes. we would draw pictures of him maybe we would um look at there's plenty of books at the library there's all kinds of great stuff out there you don't that you've got but i think this twist in what do I know about him and understand? And then the part two of that being, you know, how do we take what he really said and make it make it accessible to kids, yes. right? By the time you're in middle school, we don't have to translate it at all. Sure. You can read the speeches of King. You can talk about his speeches. You can talk about what it would look like now. And you can talk about how he's he's been romanticized for so long that, you know, we, we have to figure out how to get to him. Yes. And, and, and then when kids are older, of course, they can handle whatever you throw their way. <laughs> sure. But does that feel like an answer to those questions about what we can do with young children? Just that some simple so things. helpful. Yes. Those touchstones of, of demonstrating by example. Yeah. I mean, really. Right. And exactly. as you said, touching on those, the inherent wisdom there in kids of wanting things right. to be fair. Just letting yes. that be the guide yeah. feels yeah. liberating. I mean, it feels liberating because as you said beautifully, it's not a matter of having memorized every speech and be, right. having a doctorate in <laughs> right. You know, right. Uh, anything. It's just about mm -hmm. learning yourself. Right. And I find myself constantly longing to learn more. Right. So what a great uh, yeah. impetus <laughs> to yeah. do it, you know? Yeah. And, like, and pick and up just, another You speech. know, if you go to the library to check out a book that you want to read about him, you know, you tell your kids, yes. I want to know more about Dr. King. I really actually don't know much about him. Yes. So that's what the way I'm going to honor the day that we've dedicated and I'd mm. ask that people pull the word celebrate out of that conversation mm. we're not celebrating it's not a party it's not Christmas it's not yes. fireworks it, we're honoring somebody's legacy and if and I think the conversation is more it's headed more in the, the right direction lately That's that we've recognized what we've done to his legacy mm. yeah so I hope those are helpful for now. Oh my gosh. Incredibly helpful for me. I'll just Good. say that. And I'll po <laughs> we'll you. post those pictures of BJ's. Yes. Piece. That's perfect. Yeah. Maybe it's... we can post some. I'll come up with a book list and things like that that parents may 
want to, but also again, you don't even have to do the books, just, and have pictures of him in the home all the time. Yeah, and see, that's just it. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and all to be the seeing people every day. like him, and all the people like him. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that reminds me that if folks listening haven't found us on social media, right. we're That's hoping right. that that is an interactive space yes, for absolutely. us to, to share and hear from you, um, hear what, what you're experiencing. For example, with the, the Martin Luther King holiday coming up, if you try Mm-hmm. Something in your home. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's the first year. Yeah, send us pictures. Oh Tell us gosh. what you did. Yes. Yeah. Let's learn yeah. from each other. Exactly. Because I'd love to know <laughs> that others are honoring him in this way. And I'd love to um, be able to tell my kids that. To know that there's this shared experience of how we can honor and learn together. So find us. It's everybody knows everything on social media with Michelle and Mandy. (laughs) Those should be the keywords that get you to us. I'm not sure what else might be out there, but (laughs) (laughs) you'll find us hopefully. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And next week, We'll talk, maybe we'll even, if you share with us. I would hope so, yes. Let's talk about. We'd love to talk more about what you thought about what we've said today. And maybe even write to us about and share on social media again as an adult. What what did you pick up? Did you pick up a book, an article? Did you listen to a speech? If so, which speech? Yes. Oh, um, gosh. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pick and one. then we can continue that conversation because I think we can, again, we can follow the march that everybody's going to do now yeah. towards Black History Month and really dive into that conversation too. Oh, exciting stuff. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Mandy. Oh, and thank you, everyone who listened, <laughs> who is listening. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>